0: All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, we got another Tyler, Tyler Chisholm. He is the CEO and founding partner at Clear Motive Marketing, a national marketing agency that designs, manages, and runs scalable marketing operations for brands across North America. So welcome to the show, man.
1: Good morning, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Pleasure.
0: Good morning. Grateful to have you on. So uh, Tyler, the first one we ask on this show is what is the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message?
1: That's uh, okay. That's that's, that's that's a good one. That's juicy. How do you first... The, the, tough, the tough ask of identifying which one's the best. I'm going to go with probably something. I'm going to go. I'd like to think I lived a life full of good stories, but I'll, I'll go with one that I think has a good lesson for me and maybe ties through the rest of what we're going to talk about today. It's last September. Um, I'm on a motorcycle trip with some buddies. We're out in the interior of British Columbia up here in Canada. It's beautiful. It's 21, 22 degrees. So Sorry, 21, 22 degrees in Celsius. It's probably like high 60s, low 70s Fahrenheit. So beautiful motorcycle weather. We get geared up, we head out in the morning, we're heading back to town, at the end of a long weekend, and about an hour and a half later, the temperature drops probably to zero uh, Celsius, or about 32 degrees Fahrenheit. It's snowing it's raining it's cold it's windy it's traffic it's pretty much the worst like the worst possible thing you could you could experience on a motorcycle right next to the fact that it's going to turn icy any minute and you're going to end up in the ditch and anyways we survived it clearly and here and here we chat today but i think it was just one of those things that it makes for a hell of a good story afterwards because you know you don't tell the story about the beautiful sunny day where everything went perfect but you know no matter how much you prepare and how good your gear is and how much you prep for what could what could happen sometimes you just gotta live it and you just gotta sit in it and it was such a good experience and i think it's why i, I ride motorcycle and i'm going to touch maybe maybe uh, some some other elements but that 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 need to kind of survive it and but be prepared but be adaptable don't be so concrete into this is the experience i'm going to have or this is the way the day is going to play out day life business whatever the adventure is be prepared to roll with the punches some, sometimes it might be sunny in the morning, and it might be snowing in the afternoon, and you might have no choice but to keep but to keep riding through it. And attitude makes all the difference at that at at that point. So I think there's a few lessons rolled up in there, but it's it's definitely an adventure story that uh, that you know, made me made me a stronger person afterwards, just simply because I survived it.
0: Yeah, no, dude, absolutely, man. I can't, uh, I can't imagine being on a bike in that cold weather, dude.
1: <laughs> cold. It, it, it was just terrible. And you got good gear. And, you know, they, they always joke there's no such thing as – in motorcycling, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. But uh, I don't care how much good gear you have. When it's snowing, that's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Gotcha. Um, so so the next one I got for you is what is the most valuable piece of information we should know that's within your expertise or industry?
1: Um, I think the thing that is the most prevalent for me now or something that we talk about with clients on a regular basis and I'm really immersed in is the reality is that we now live in the age of the customer. Boiling that down is the customer has all the power and they will decide accordingly and as a service provider no matter what whether you're selling a product whether you're selling a service every element of your journey with your customer whether it be the way they interact with you the way they purchase the way they follow up um, if it's a service um, the type of experience they have to work with you everything is up for grabs And, and you know in a world where we work in marketing and branding and telling stories and positioning companies in a certain way every element of your business is your brand every element of that experience that customer has from that first hope and dream they have before they buy your product or your service whatever it is to more importantly every opportunity you have to remove friction through that journey because they have all the power and i guarantee your competitor is waiting there to give them a better shinier more frictionless more delightful experience so if you think of everything you do as a business as it relates to the fact that your customer is is one maybe a bit fickle more fickle than they've ever been because they have more decision and more power more information than they've ever had and you purposely design that out to be the best possible experience they could have, you're going to win. Otherwise you could be in trouble.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And it, it could tie in with the next one. So my next one is what's your best piece of overall business advice. So it would probably definitely tie in, but I'll let you answer that as well.
1: Well, I can. I went a couple of different directions on that. Um, when I was, as I was thinking about uh, thinking about these questions, absolutely designing designing a business that serves the customer. But I want to go one level deeper in terms of actually in the organization itself. You're only as good as the team. And I remember your team and the people you surround yourself with. I remember back when I was an entrepreneur. I'm still an entrepreneur, but there's different phases of it. When I'm in the early days and you know two guys in an idea versus a whole team of people and and still an idea. But I heard from everybody, like, make sure you surround yourself with smart people. Make sure you get a good lawyer and a good accountant. What they didn't say is make sure you have a good office manager. Make sure you have a good, you know, in our world, graphic designers and marketers and technology people and surrounding yourself with people that are smarter, smarter than you in every aspect of what they do, all laddering back to that experience you're trying to provide your customer. It is so crucially important. I still meet leaders today that still have a bit of the hero syndrome. And I mean hero in the sense that they – they themselves think they're the hero, where it's, to me, it's absolutely not. It's the people you surround yourself with that if you do it right, are all smarter than you at the thing they do. Your goal is to bring them together and then drive them forward uh, in that goal of, of whatever customer journey or customer experience you're trying to create. I think it's so por- important and overlooked at small, medium and large organizations that I run into on a, on a, on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think every like entrepreneur when they start out, like, and I, and this is probably a good thing is you, you do it all, and that like to start <laughs> out, and, and, and that's good because then you learn it all. But then, just like from my own experience, running like a publishing company, like when I first started out, I was trying to do like the book covers, I was trying to format the books, I was trying to do the book marketing, trying to do the publishing, and like the editing, like everything for the customer. And you can't scale that way. So what you got to (laughs) do, yeah, not at all. So then you find people that are really good at design, really good at formatting. And then what are you yourself good at? You double down on that and you build a team around you that are good in the other elements. And that's the only way, but I do think like every entrepreneur kind of goes through that. Like um, it's kind of like a leap because like you want control of everything. And then the only way to scale is to actually let go of control.
1: Yeah, moving from control to influence. It's, it's a very tricky uh, divide to cross, but I think as entrepreneurs, it's kind of a rite of passage. I think we, we, we all go through it because at the beginning, it's just literally access to funds. Sometimes is your most limiting factor. Then all of a sudden, you've got the funds. Now you need to step out of the way. And that's tricky <laughs> yeah. for a lot of entrepreneurs, 100%.
0: <laughs> yeah, now you've got to get out of your own way.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, touche. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's my, my, my advice for the get out of your own way, <laughs> whatever that means on different sides. <laughs>
0: Um, so my next one for you is if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: Oh, I feel like I'm cheating now and just say get out of your own way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I would say uh, younger Tyler was a lot less patient and a lot less maybe graceful with the people around him than older Tyler is, is striving to become. So I think uh, that things are going to take time. Uh, You might be you might you might have gotten somewhere and the people around you haven't haven't got there. And it's such a good example. I've been I take a lot of courses and a lot of training and you go and you get all jazzed up about an idea and you come back and you're a bit of a whirlwind in your organization like here's what I'm going to do and and everyone's like wow you had eight hours of whatever got you to where you are and you're just throwing this at me now and you expect me to jump on this bandwagon being a little bit more patient telling giving people more of the story letting them be part of the part of the journey i think but patience is the overall thing i would definitely say things are going to take a little bit longer and that's okay and be a little bit more graceful with the people around you and and you'll go you'll go farther with going back to that team analogy mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and then so kind of going a little bit down a different path with the next one so in your opinion uh what is the key to happiness
1: for me it's always been finding things in my life that that are fully immersive and i think that can be be deemed as living in the moment and whatever your version of that is i you know i tend to look for uh, a lot of my hobbies a lot of my activities are really engaging snowboarding and longboarding and and motorcycling and so it's a high degree of presence holds me in the moment but for my wife that's reading a book so when she's reading a book she is don't you can talk to her but she's not going to hear you because she's fully immersed in what she does and that can translate to work when you're in the boardroom or you're doing a presentation or having a meeting with your team or you're just in a closed office focusing on what it is that, that, that you need to get done, the more immersive and the more you can be tied to seeing that momentum, seeing moving things forward. But, but being present, I think is so critical for happiness. Certainly for me, hundred percent. And everyone's version that's a bit different, but being fully mm-hmm. engaged in the, in the life you've created is, is critical.
0: hmm. Um, and then, so speaking of books, uh, what is the best book that you've read and what was the number one thing you learned from that?
1: This is a tough one again, because again, best, best, best book. I'm going to give you the best recent book that I've read, because it was very impactful. And again, I'm very passionate. So when I read something, I'm super into it until I read something new, and then I move on to the, to the new topic. But uh, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Yuval Arari. Uh, the part of that, he wrote Sapiens, Homo Deus, and then he wrote his most recent book. And it was a fantastic book where he really took a really global perspective. And what it left me realizing, I think more than I did before, is some of the issues that we're dealing with uh, globally Are exactly that. They're global issues. They're not going to be they're not going to be dealt with by isolationist thinking, nationalist approach, thinking about our own little world, and I'll make sure this is okay, and the rest will just I won't even look at it, and making sure that we you know, always embrace the fact that we live in a, we live in a global village and we're all part and parcel. We're all sharing this journey together in one way or another. So some of the challenges, whether it be environmental, whether it be the impact of technology on, on the human race in general, these are global issues and we need to look at them that way. And it was good. It was, it just brought my head up a little bit, got me to look a little farther down the path than maybe I was before I read it. So it was, uh, it was, mm. it was a great book. I highly, re- I highly recommend it. Mm.
0: And then what is your favorite quote and why?
1: I think for me, it, it's a quote, it's funny, I can never find who it's attributed to, but it's something someone, someone said to me years ago, and it was back in the, back I was working out and something wasn't, I wasn't getting the goals I wanted, and they just looked at me and said, hey, it's simple, Do your behave, does your behavior match your goals? And I've kept that up by my computer in my office, stuck on the wall above the door over the last probably 20 years. and I think it's, it, it's always resonates for me as that moment of going, well, if I'm not getting I'm not getting what I want, whatever that may be, the only thing I can really look at or the only thing I can certainly control is my behavior, my inputs. So that's something that I carry around, and I think it can be applied universally across, across a broad, broad spectrum of whatever it is. We're always chasing what we want out of something, but are we really putting in or doing the things that are going to get us there? And that's why I think that one is always held, held at the top of my list.
0: Yeah, Dude, thank you uh, so much for, for coming on. Very insightful episode. The, the last one I got for you is where can our listeners uh, best find you online?
1: You can find me on LinkedIn. That's a, that's a great place. You can talk Tyler Chisholm on LinkedIn or Instagram. Another one, another one of my favorites, Tyler Chisholm YYC. So you can, you can hit me up there and reach out. I love to chat with people. So uh, please have any, your listeners, feel free to reach out. I love to chat.
0: Perfect. Thanks again for coming on, man.
1: My pleasure. Have a good one. Take care.